This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss Savage Weekend. Is this a forgotten classic or a steaming pile of shit? Let's find out. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, sir. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. We just got done. I just got done seeing you, like, in person. <laughs> yes, but and yet I haven't seen you. It's very strange. <laughs> it's a paradox. <laughs> when this airs, we will have just gotten back from Mad Monster Party, Arizona. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to have any updates on that in this episode. Because we haven't actually gone yet. We haven't. <laughs> we haven't. So the next episode, we still won't have gone. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> In real life. But despite of that, uh, it's just the turnaround time because Mad Monster ends on Sunday. Yeah. And so we don't really have enough time to like insert any type no. of Mad Monster like recap. Yeah, but exactly. Because our episodes that. drop midnight Eastern, which is still technically Sunday for me. Yeah. Yeah. No time. So we... We will have an update on Mad Monster and kind of talk about everything that happened there. But we'll do that next week, David. Yep, something to look forward right. to. This week, we'll, we're kind of talking about a movie, though, that is about a savage weekend. Mm-hmm. Like the savage weekend that we just had at Mad Monster. <laughs> Doing a double feature of Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> No, yeah, and this is our this is our two hundred and first episode. This is the the first episode where we're just going to be talking about one movie. And what a movie! And what a movie it was that we picked. Before we get into Savage Weekend, um, I did just want to give an update real quick. Mm. Robert England has signed my copy of Nightmare on Elm Street, the NES game. Hell yeah, that's awesome! And it's on its way back. And by the time people listen to this, I will have it in my possession. But I will throw a picture of it up on the screen right now of it, of him sign, holding it and it being signed by him. That's awesome. Yeah, you sent me the photo. It looks really, really cool. I'm yeah. jealous. So, And then by the time that this airs, I will have al- also had Kane Hodder sign the uh, Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th one. So maybe I'll throw that one up here too. Oh, shit. Look at you. A lot of content. Yeah, I'll just... Just throw a bunch of pictures up right now. I'll just it's all a bunch over of random like photos that have nothing to do with what we're yeah even yeah. talking about. Um, send nudes, but um, <laughs> you also got something recently in the mail that we talked about last episode. Oh yeah, yeah. You actually received it. I did. Yeah. So last Halloween, uh, I think I mentioned this last episode, but I commissioned a uh, a McCready uh, hat from the thing. And I don't know if it's out of frame or just out of frame, depending on how this is cropped, but it's actually right over my shoulder. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's awesome. 
It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was wearing it around the house, uh, and my wife was like, please, please put that away. Find a place for that <laughs> other than your head. <laughs> it does look cool. And David sent me this photo uh, of him in the whole getup. He's got <laughs> you. I mean, like, I and I just tweeted not too long ago about how much I hate guys who cosplay. I know, and I thought of you uh, as I was doing it. I was like, I should mention something about cosplay. Oh, let me say something first, and then I'll clarify yeah. that statement. But David sent me a photo of him in the full in the full getup, and you have like the is it the correct bomber jacket? Yeah, yeah, I have the exact model like and make jacket that uh, Kurt Russell wears in the thing, and the sunglasses. Yeah, I got the sunglasses. I got like yeah, the, hat. the hoodie, the hat, uh, the flight uh, suit, the boots, the gloves. Like I have basically everything but a flamethrower at this point. But and for Halloween and like not for cosplaying at conventions. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say is like I don't mind people dressing up for like Halloween or for a costume party or even the every so often like hey I'm gonna go to this convention I'm gonna put on a costume right yeah I'm okay with that. What I don't like is these motherfuckers who dress up like they're fucking Michael Myers or Jason or something and they have a fucking Instagram account and they're like oh, oh yeah um, the Michael Myers cosplayer 2749 and and they were like making posts like as Michael Myers like felt cute might stab someone today yeah <laughs> and they're doing all that <laughs> they're doing all that stupid shit yeah yeah and, yeah and then they get invited to fucking conventions as as uh, as a guest you're like what? as a guest a like oh just a regular dude Oh, Michael Myers underscore two oh seven five two. Get the fuck out of here! You're an accountant, <laughs> and your name's Kip, <laughs> and you suck. Yeah, you suck at life. No one at your office likes you. Yeah, <laughs> you have to pay for sex, Kip. <laughs> That's what I hate. I don't hate cosplaying. Yeah in general but i hate that i hate people who are like uh what do you do for a living oh i'm a cosplayer no you're not get the fuck out of here all right yeah you're You're an asshole you're an asshole and a geek well i couldn't cosplay in that thing even if i wanted to because just in the like 10 minutes i was wearing it to snap a couple photos i was sweating my balls off so i was gonna say did you lose like 20 pounds yes i thought about this like if i ever needed to go on like a crash diet you know like bikini season or something just throw that get up on, do a couple laps around the house. I'm all set. Well, I mean, you could bring it with you when you come out here. Like, if you come out here in the wintertime, you could bring it and we could just walk around. And just walk around like that in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that, that was, that's my little diatribe on cosplaying. But, David, I do like your costume. Thanks, man. We won't call it a cosplay. It's a costume. It's fucking awesome. It's also now officially, I think, the most expensive article of clothing I've ever purchased. (laughs) Well, what I think... Okay, because I asked you about this. Oh, he also commissioned a beard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did. Yeah, I (laughs) got a beard wig. A beard. This this fucking Russian woman (laughs) took fucking yak hair. And sewed it together and made a... Is it yak hair? It is yak hair, yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. He fucking commissioned. Okay, you can watch a video. Adam Savage did a video. Maybe I'll link it or not. I don't... It doesn't fucking matter. But Adam Savage uh, did a video. And I think I shared it with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm I got the, the idea. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to totally reach out to this chick. And he did. Yeah. And she, and she closed her Etsy shop. It's not even open anymore. So... Limited uh, edition requests. and shit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, the, the beard is made the... of yak hair. The hat's made of beaver fur. Like, uh, oh. someone from PETA is going to throw a bucket of paint throw on me. blood on you? Yeah. Yeah. But he has a fucking beard. Uh, not his wife, but he has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's in his beard also, but uh, it, it, he's got the whole thing. But I, I said to you a while ago, I was like, you know, you're going to wear this once, maybe twice. Yeah. And then it's going to get dusty in a closet somewhere. So what I think you should do, David, <laughs> and I'm still all for this. You need to buy a mannequin. And dress it up as McCready? And dress it up. And it's like a life-size McCready. That'd be badass. I would also get divorced, though, I think. And my <laughs> wife would not approve. Unless I kept it, like, in the garage or something and then brought it in, like, around Halloween or something. That she could what probably if you, tolerate. What if you just kept it in your game room? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's where I am right now. And Do there's it. not a whole lot of room. We're going to take a vote. We're going to take a vote. <laughs> Everybody out there, if you're listening to this, I need you to hashtag David get a mannequin. I don't <laughs> know how to spell all that shit. I don't even know how hashtags work. But... <laughs> How do you track that shit? I don't know, but just I know people do it. Hashtag David get a mannequin. We'll see. I don't want you to get. I don't want you to get divorced, but I do want you to get a mannequin. <laughs> eh, it might be worth it. I don't know. I have thought about getting one myself. It would be cool and dressing it and yeah. having a life size action figure. <laughs> I would just dress it up in my clothes, so it was like a, a <laughs> version of myself. I'm just gonna do that and set it in front of my work camera. For my meetings, <laughs> yep, doody doody do, and then just in, pipe in like sounds of like computer typing, like oh Brett's really really at it today. <laughs> He's fucking stone faced. He's not even moving. He's so locked in right now. You just uh, put your head uh, head down and work kind of guy. I am. <laughs> We're here to talk about Savage Weekend, David. Yeah, we just had a Savage Weekend. We We're did. here to talk about a Savage Weekend. Now, how did I hear about this movie? Had you ever heard of this movie? No, God, no. Okay, this is how I heard about this movie. I have an I have a saved eBay search mm-hmm. for Friday the Thirteenth one sheet. Oh, okay, for the poster collection. Yeah, and I go on there. You know, I have one through six. I don't have seven, eight, nine. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything past one through six. Yeah, but I'm always looking. And the reason why is because those movies are kind of my lesser favorite movies. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think I got one through six, and that's it. Yeah, and I think I have a couple of ones and a couple of twos. Yeah. I'm always looking for good deals on seven through 12. Right. And kind of like, okay, well, maybe I can get a good one. Maybe I can get a cheap one, you know? One of the ones that always comes up, I don't know why. I don't know if they just added Friday the 13th into the description or something, is a one sheet for Savage Weekend. <laughs> What's it even look like? So I look, it looks a lot like this. Oh. <laughs> uh, what does it look like? Well, I mean, I can't show you. Can you yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Your computer? Whatever. <laughs> I'll look, look it up, up later. <laughs> or I'll see it when this comes out on YouTube. And I'll be like, oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> Um, what it looks like, oh, I'll tell you what it looks like. It's kind of like a person dressed up like a Grim Reaper. Oh, is the poster like kind of a pinkish red background? Well, I don't know. Me look I, think I, I, I think I actually know what you're talking about. No, they're wearing like a purple okay. like robe. Ooh. And they look like the Grim Reaper. They're holding a, a sickle. But in purple. It's the color of royalty. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a, a skeleton <laughs> mask on. It was Prince the whole time. Who knew? It was. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so this one sheet used to come up all the time. Oh, it comes up, comes up. It still comes up because no one's buying it. <laughs> and 
And so I was like, I got to look this up. So I looked up Savage Weekend. And it said this movie was filmed in 1976. And it's the precursor to Friday the 13th and Halloween. And I stopped right there. And I'm like, all right. I'm in. Ring I'm going to buy this. Or I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I didn't buy the one sheet. but <laughs> I'm going to watch the movie and then make a decision. Yes. So that's how I came to pick this movie. I look forward to finding out whether or not you now own the poster after watching the movie. We'll see. Savage Weekend came out. It was released. Okay, so this is the big hot topic of debate here. Technically, it was released in North America November 14th, 1980. Wow. So that's what we'll go with. Okay. okay. Four-year delay. But it was filmed in 1976 under the working title of The Upstate Murders, and it was initially marketed as The Killer Behind the Mask. But then the Canon Group, known for quality films, the Canon Group uh, bought the rights and released it theatrically in North America. It says in mid-1979, but the... That was just like limited, and then it was like wide release, I guess, in 1980. Hmm. And then they changed the name to Savage Weekend? Yep. Sounds like if uh, Fred Savage ever released a sex tape, that's what it would be called. Look <laughs> at Savage Weekend, like One Night in Paris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> First, there's One Night in Paris. Now prepare yourself for Savage Weekend. He needs to get on that. He needs to release a sex tape. <laughs> now, wouldn't, they, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be like some pun on Wonder Years? Yeah, probably. Like the boner years. Boner years. <laughs> or something, I don't know. I just trying to find something that ended in ER. Mm. Um, uh, ben Savage, his younger brother, could do one. Boy meets world. Yeah, boy bangs world. Boy bangs world, and he just fucks anything. Everyone. Like, it doesn't matter. This goes all around the world, spreading his seed. We got you, Savage Brothers. You guys could be the next Kardashians. They could do one together in the same movie. Savage Weekend. That would be a Savage Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like a threesome. Dude, Savage Weekend at Bernie's is where the, like the <laughs> Savage fuck Brothers a dead body? fuck a dead body. <laughs> it's the necrophilia version. It caters to a very specific clientele. <laughs> like one person. Yeah. They're in jail. You should be in jail. So gross. Don't do that, Savage Brothers. You're better than that. Yeah, don't. I mean, like, if you're hurting for cash, we got ideas, but that's not one that's of them. That's not one of them, no. It was on the list, but, yeah, we scrapped, we scrapped that plan. <laughs> it's like way down. Yeah, way down. But it's on the list, it'll I mean, get let's you, be honest. It'll get you notoriety, but it's not going to get you the fame that it's you It's not worth it in the long Savage run. No. no. Your dignity is worth it's more not. than that. You know what? You guys just stay home, really. <laughs> just stay home. Don't even come out anymore. We don't need to. We, we're going to throw the list away. Number one movie in the box office, November 14th, 1980. David, what do you think it was? I'm going with Popeye, the Robin Williams version. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but we've had this conversation before, and you've guessed Popeye before. I have? Yeah. Oh, all right. I want to I say it was like for one like ghost ship or some okay. bullshit like that one of those bullshit <laughs> movies but um this movie was we've talked about this and the song by the way too mm. but uh it was private benjamin uh, okay yeah we have talked about that and recently i think <laughs> yeah so and we've talked about how you've never seen it yep and i don't but remember what goldie hawn goldie hawn's in private benjamin kurt russell goldie connection has there you Kurt go. Russell connection, so My there you go. God. It all comes full circle. Yep. This is a Kurt Russell episode now. Number one song. I'm going with Cars by Gary Newman. 
in my car. I, I feel safe as a Yeah, I can lock all my doors. In, in cars. cars. There was also that song, uh, Walking in L.A. Walking in L.A. He didn't do that song, but those oh. songs always remind me of each other because gotcha. one's about cars and one's about walking in L.A. <laughs> and nobody walks in L.A. <laughs> and then you can throw well, a, a song by the cars. Yeah, there you go. You might think I'm crazy. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 um, no, that was not. It was Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand. You know what movies I think that was? I think it was Alligator. Oh, because that was yeah, recent. probably that was yeah that I think was, it was just Alligator. a few episodes ago. Yeah, so it was Woman in Love. That's a dumb song. But <laughs> I also looked up because this movie was shown at the Cannes Film Festival, not in competition because <laughs> why would it be? Well, this is a real <laughs> real film. Yeah. <laughs> But it was shown at the Cannes Film Festival, excuse me, in 1978. Uh, so I just picked a date in the date range. Like, yeah. I know it didn't come out on, they didn't show it on a Friday. They probably showed it on a Tuesday afternoon in Cannes. <laughs> um, but May 19th, 1978, and I looked up, what do you think? <laughs> You're not, you weren't even prepared, so no. I'll just tell you. May 19th, 1978, the number one movie was The Buddy Holly Story. You ever seen that movie? Yes. With Gary Busey? With Gary Busey, yeah. It was good. It's a great movie. I think did he get did he, he get an Oscar an nomination? I believe. Yeah, I don't know if he won, but no, I don't think um, he did. But I think he got a nomination. Yeah, and uh, the number one song was "If I Can't Have You" by Yvonne Elliman. It sounds familiar. If I can't have you, oh yeah, I don't oh, want nobody, nobody, baby. If I can't have you, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, that's from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yeah, the '78. Better movie and song than 1980. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I do like that Buddy Holly story. Again, it's the same thing as La Bamba because I know how it ends. They both die together. Yep. Richie Valens and Buddy Holly. They just need to make a big bopper movie next and we'll be all set. Yeah, have the, complete the trilogy. <laughs> Savage Weekend was written and directed by David Paulson with music by Dove Seltzer. Fucking Dove Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Alka-Seltzer? You're not supposed oh, yeah. to give that Don't to give birds. that to a dove. They'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered if that was true as a kid. I, it's gotta be. You think so? The bird will blow up? Yeah. That sounds like a fucking urban legend. Well, David, <laughs> will a bird blow up? Do birds like it when you blow on them? What? <laughs> Do birds like being Bird blown? <laughs> Eat. Alka-Seltzer. Uh, a bird's diet may not require them to pass wind, but this doesn't mean they aren't equipped to do so. Also, gulls are experts at regurgitating their food and could easily evict an Alka-Seltzer from their stomach if they found themselves in discomfort. Consider this myth well busted. Truly busted. Fucking Adam Savage. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. I'm going to get a beard. Um, okay, music by Dove Seltzer. Starring... Christopher Alport as Nikki, James Duar as Robert, David Gale as Mac Macaulay. David Gale, we know best as yeah, Reanimator, uh, a, a head in Reanimator <laughs> and Bride of Reanimator. That's right. Creepy fucking head who like licks Barbara Crampton's naked body. Israel pervert. Yeah, fucking David Gale. Fucking perv. <laughs> he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead. Okay. He died young. Did he really? Yeah, I think he was like in his fifties. Oh, jeez. He's been dead 30 years, I bet. 
Fucking perv. <laughs> what happens to perv? Decapitated pervert. <laughs> if he were alive, he'd be trying to make a porno with the uh, fucking Savage Brothers. Like, can I get in on that, guys? You can bang my corpse. <laughs> I'm looking up David Gale. I want to see how this fucker, this pervert died. Um, he was, he was 54. You're absolutely right. No, and he was probably a good guy. When I was 24, 54 seemed like it might as well have been 94. Yeah, not anymore though. No, but he's in this. Devin Goldenberg as Jay, Marilyn Hamlin as Marie, Caitlin Ohini. It's Shirley, Jeffrey, and there's other people. It doesn't fucking matter. William Sanderson. Matter. I've seen that guy before. Which guy? It's Otis. He played oh. Otis. Yeah, I recognized him. Uh, Runtime of this movie was 88 minutes, and the budget was $58,000. I don't have any box office. Made no money. Zero point zero dollars. <laughs> I don't think it made, made. much. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about the plot. What happens in this movie, David? Well, we start off with like a weird Super 8 style uh, opening credits with bluegrass music and some woman in a dress running through a forest. So I was confused right away. I was like, okay. And then someone's stalking her. But I noticed the bluegrass music like starts and stops. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. The music was very weird. Like it kept like cutting and then it would start again. seltzer for you. Yeah, I don't know. Or if it was like a loop or something. It was weird. Yeah. And then we finally see that the woman who's facing the camera, the killer that we can't see, like, approaches. And we get a glimpse of this guy with a chainsaw. But she does the old Austin Powers thing where she just stands there and emotes <laughs> for 20 minutes, like, as the person yeah. walks closer. It's like, okay. And then the movie and this starts. Is all the this is all the opening credits. Yeah. This is all, like, in, intercut with, like, starring David Gale, the fucking pervert. And fucking <laughs> all this kind of shit, right? <laughs> Corey Savage. <laughs> Ben Savage. <laughs> and it's like all this stuff. And she's getting chased or we don't know exactly what's happening. And then we see this guy with the chainsaw. And again, like David said, and then it's just like, it's like a still frame and it's like savage weekend. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> and then it goes to an apartment in New York city. Yep. And then we're like, is that the woman that was in the opening credits? I think maybe. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. We get a little, Flash forward, I guess. She's there with her kid, and uh, her ex-husband comes to pick up the kid. Yeah, and she introduces the ex-husband to her current boyfriend as her husband, which I thought was weird. She's like, this is my husband. I was confused at first, and then later in the movie, I was like, wait a minute. No, they're not married. That's an ex. (laughs) No. That guy goes from six to midnight, like, immediately, too, when uh, she introduces the guy to her boyfriend. Because the, the yeah, dad tries to give the kid a baseball glove the, or something. The boyfriend. Yeah, the yeah, boyfriend yeah, the boyfriend does, yeah. The and then the dad's like, get away from my son. Don't you give him anything. He doesn't like baseball. He's going to play cricket, and he's going to fucking gonna like He's going to play high lie and he's going to like it. Like, All right. <laughs> well, I just so happen to have this high lie thing. Well, he, he hates high lie now, too. <laughs> he's moving on to lacrosse. Well, I, I played lacrosse in college. Well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you <laughs> what asshole. What didn't you do? You do everything. <laughs> you do everything. Oh. You bang my wife? <laughs> this guy who's banging his wife now, though, <laughs> he looks like he's double her age, too, doesn't he? Yes. He's old. He's an and, old frumpy dump. Yeah, and, so, and he seems like he's kind of out of shape. I was like, why? Why this guy? Is he rich? <laughs> he must be. Yeah, he's got to be. 
well, he's he building is, a boat. Later we find out he's commissioning a boat. <laughs> he's building an ark. <laughs> Fucking Noah. <laughs> Don't feed any of the dove seltzer. I need him on the. I need him on the ark. <laughs> so she tells her ex-husband, like, "Hey, we're going away for the weekend." up to this guy's fucking cabin or some shit <laughs> with uh this guy Nikki uh who's like their gay friend yeah and her, her sister Shirley and uh will be up there this weekend so that's why he's coming to take the kid right we'll talk more about the movie but David when you were watching this were you like when is something going to fucking happen oh i did this i yeah i had that conversation with myself for about 45 minutes yeah, which is I when we get our first kill. By the way, I had, I had to write it down. Was it for? Was 40, it forty five? Forty five minutes. I thought it was like around fifty. Uh, 50 was it maybe? 50, I don't know. I did watch this on, on. Uh, I don't know what I watched it on, but it had commercials. Yeah, yeah. You watched it on Tubi because I think you told me that it was on Tubi, and then I went to watch it and like uh, I watched it on July first when they switch like, you know, monthly oh, stuff, and yeah. it dropped. So I had to watch it on YouTube. Was it free on YouTube? Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. Well, there was commercials, so maybe that's why I got a couple extra minutes on there. But it's right around the 50-minute mark that we get our first kill. But nothing happens at all up until that first kill. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of nothing. Like, ex- except for sex. But not even. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But my wife kept coming in to the room and leaving the room. And every time she came in, people were fucking. Someone was horny. Yes. People were fucking. Now, you're absolutely correct. They're not doing it the proper way. Like, there is no way that the way that these people were supposedly fucking would ever work. Unless the guy has, like, a really, like, hooked penis. Or the woman's <laughs> vagina is on her hip. Or in her navel. Because there's this one scene where they're fucking. I think it's the first sex scene. Oh, oh, let's talk about that first sex scene real quick. Well, dude, real quick. Uh, uh, yeah. I've discovered something. So the reason why we have a difference in time on the uh, when the kill happens is I apparently yeah. must have seen a, a, an edited version on YouTube because I didn't get any sex or nudity. You didn't? No. Oh. You Tell me out, everything. <laughs> All right. Well, before Describe I get into it the in sex. detail. Okay. Before I get into the sex, let's talk about this gay friend, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes into this bar. And he's like, he's like, just goes in there to fuck with the yeah yeah the with like the homophobes in the town or whatever, which I'm all for yeah. And uh, he goes in there, and clearly it's like a the record like er yeah. Like, Everybody looks guy? at him when he walks in, and he's like, I'll have a martini. And the guy's like, a what? <laughs> Tiger shark, a what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But he sits down at the bar and these two rednecks come over and they're like, I got something for you. And I'll give you... They, they, were ta- they wanted to fuck him. See, I thought they were just fucking with him. I don't know. But he they was were. like, oh, is it they that were. little two-inch thing that your mom sucks on every night? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nikki ain't fucking around. No. And then they, they get into a fight and Nikki proceeds to kick the shit out of them. Yeah, he does. And he says something and like he's awesome. from Brooklyn or the Bronx or something. Nikki fucking yeah. knees him in the balls. He fights dirty. Hey man, you got to do. A but, man's got to do what yeah, a man's got to do. All means necessary. And if I'm ever in a fight with anybody and they have testicles, I'm you kicking them. In the, even if they don't have testicles, I'm still kicking them in the crotch because I don't care. If, if someone's trying to kill me, yeah, I guess I'm kicking them in the. There's a fight later in the movie where somebody else gets kneed in the balls, and it's like this director's got a a boner for <laughs> kneeing people in the balls. Well, well, it's, it makes a man go down. <laughs> so I think he was just like off camera, like while they were shooting, he's like. 
Name in the balls. <laughs> Again. So they they have this fight. Okay. So there is a weird dynamic between Shirley, the sister of the main girl, and Nikki, the gay guy. Because they're like friends. And he's clearly gay and she's likes boys. But then they like each other. And like this Nikki guy gets jealous. And this is what happens in the first sex scene. Mm, okay. And I don't know if you even saw any nope. of this, but... Do you remember the scene where um, they're out on the boat? Yes. And they're going fishing? Yes. And, and she's David like... Gale is there. And the girl's like touching herself and being all weird. Marie? Yeah, well, David Gale... Well, well uh, I guess his name is Mac. Mac McCauley is telling a story about uh, some weirdo named Otis. Yes. Okay. And how he like attacked then, a girl and like branded an H on her for whore. And he's like, but that's yes. not... He's like, oh, he's not very smart. He doesn't know it starts with a W. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then her boyfriend steps on a fish hook. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, give me a knife. And then like the way he removes, like I was in Boy Scouts, man. You were too, right? That's not how you remove a fish hook. You just snip the bar. You push it through and snip the barb. Yeah. Then you got to push it all the way through. Yeah. And then snip the barb off. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. But anyhow, while that's going on, there's a, there's a, the sister, Shirley is off in a field sunbathing nude. Oh, Oh my! And she's laying there naked. I didn't see that. And then there's this, there's this guy who's like working for um, the the boyfriend, mm-hmm. like working on his boat or whatever. And he's this little fucking twerpy guy, but he thinks he's hot shit. And he comes over, and he just fucking takes his clothes off, and we got Wiener. Oh shit! And he just, yeah, and he just goes right next to her. He like stands like so the sun's like coming down on her, and he stands in like to shadow her. Is there just a shadow of a boner across her face? <laughs> he drops trowel and then he just lays on top of her and fucks her for all of two minutes and then stands not saying a word. That's rape. And yes. <laughs> and then puts his shorts on and walks away. What you just described sounds a lot like rape. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like rape. However, he fucked her belly button. <laughs> Because when they showed the scene, I was like, hmm, I don't think That's so. That's how sex works. That's not where the penis goes. <laughs> no. Yes, David, you are correct. Because without words spoken for consent, it would be rape. <laughs> but she uh, did want it. Okay. Because they end up fucking again. Oh, good for her. Later on. And she was like, yes, come She's to like, me. Can you I do guess. that belly button thing again? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> that really worked on me. But... um that friend Nikki, the gay guy, he's mm-hmm. watching all this happen. Oh shit! And he's, he's like jealous. standing there, and he's got his, he's got his, yes, and he's got his hands on like this barbed wire fence, and he like squeezes the barbs, and he's oh, got makes like, his hands bleed, blood. Yeah, oh, and I'm man. like, what do you care, pal? What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, does he like the guy or does he like the girl? Yeah, you should or be happy for her. You guys are friends. Is he just pissed off? But then these two end up having sex again, but they're standing up. And they're, um, she's in front of him, but turned around. So they're both facing the same way. So he's mm-hmm. getting at her from behind. But she's standing up like straight. Oh, so his penis and has to be very hooky? Like, like a banana? It has to be. Like, <laughs> he has to have like a. Yes, like a banana or a fish hook. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like, like a duck. Like ducks have weird shaped penises. Maybe he's got a Do duck they? dick. Yeah. Oh, fucking duck dick. That's his name. <laughs> That's what he's got. He's got okay. a duck dick. And meanwhile, Duck Dick is married because 
uh, somebody asks him, they're like, how's your wife doing? And he's all, oh, oh. that's that, okay. So that Jay guy, that's the guy that bangs her. That explains, yeah. that explains so much though, because later in the movie, there's a scene where like, that seems to come out of nowhere where she's really upset with him. So if there were sex scenes that were in there somewhere, that would make a lot more sense. Cause I was like, what's, what's going on between these two? Guess what? It doesn't make any sense in the fucking sex scene version either <laughs> because I was watching it and I was like, why the fuck is she all of a sudden pissed off? She was just, he, she wanted to fuck him two seconds ago. He did. She liked it. This is when he duck dicks her. And yeah. then maybe she doesn't like they, duck dicks. <laughs> it might be it. It might be it. But she it gets all pissed off that night. And then uh, fucking duck dicks like, oh, I'm going to go check on the boat. Okay. So let's talk about this boat. Yeah. Fucking this old uh, uh, Rob. fucking saggy balls boyfriend. <laughs> he's got old balls. He's uh, he's building a boat for whatever reason. Yeah. I didn't understand. And it's out in this barn. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go check on the boat. And that's like when he's when the mac guy is talking to his girlfriend on the boat and he steps on the fish hook the dude fucking belly flops off the off the boat to go check and i was like dude i would have asked the director can we do another take i totally fucked that up and look like a horse's that ass guy, his dive from that boat i was like god damn god this guy damn. is a fucking loser it hurt can't even dive right come on marie stepping on you knew better fish stepping hooks. on fish hooks belly flopping ridiculous this sucks but he's got money. He's got money to build a boat out of chicken wire. <laughs> that yeah, that it, whole subplot was stupid. I didn't understand. Yeah, what was the point? Well, just I guess so we can get the Otis character because he's Otis is the guy that's building the boat for him, and then he brought his he's friend helping. Jay out. He's some sort of engineer or something to like oversee the project yeah. and to work with Otis. And Otis gets all pissed. Yeah. He's like, "I work alone. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> work with somebody else." And this Otis guy, he's the guy from the beginning of the movie who the uh, we saw in the with the chainsaw that was attacking uh, uh, Marie. Marie or so or so we think. But he also has like a dead brother that yeah. he visits his yeah, grave at a grave site with uh, with tombstones being propped up by rocks. Yeah. And tombstones very very close to each other and in weird spots where a tombstone wouldn't actually be. I was like, that is yeah. a very fake graveyard. It's like someone's lawn at Halloween. It looks like my house at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's like your house with the with the bottles of uh, empty bottles of alcohol holding up. <laughs> holding them up. The the- <laughs> um, but he goes there and talks to him, and I like how the tombstone is just like painted on like wood, yeah. like the words, and it says "died" D Y E D, right? Died nineteen seventy six. Like he just tie dyed something he just in 1976. <laughs> so that's Otis. He's doing the boat. So anyway, this J guy, this duck dick, he's <laughs> he's all pissed. Well, the girl's all pissed off at him for whatever reason. And they're supposed to have a dinner, I guess, that night. But he goes, I'm going to go check on this boat. And so he goes out to the barn and it's nighttime. And now we see there's like a masked killer. Yeah, and earlier in the movie, uh, I think it was Shirley buys a mask like at a store. I think she buys it for Nikki or something. But I was like, yeah. "Oh, what's when? When's that going to come into play?" Exactly. I wonder what's going to happen with that mask. So this mask killer has put on gloves, like workman's gloves, and he has like a turtleneck. So we can't see any of this person's like skin, right? Because now they have a mask on, so we don't know who Who's is the killer. The killer. But the mask isn't a skull mask like on the front of the movie one sheet. It's like this fucked <laughs> it's up. It's like a totally different mask. 
ghoul looking mm-hmm. fucking thing. And um, this guy goes out there and he strangled. This is a first kill. Yep. He like garrots him. Yeah. But it's like this guy dies instantaneously. Yes. He dies immediately. <laughs> he's like someone came up behind him with something, choked him, and he's all, ah, dead. <laughs> I don't think that's how choking works. No. So he chokes you and your eyes just turn into X's. I'm I'm dead now. (laughs) You're either dead or you're drunk. (laughs) Oh, I got a question about this dinner party. So in the cut that you saw, did they explain what the fuck is going on and why they're all dressed super fancy and why Robert's wearing a goddamn tuxedo in this farmhouse? They're just having having a dinner party. (laughs) Okay. It's a very uh, fancy affair. And the sister has like this nice fucking like sexy like uh, lingerie on Mm -hmm. underneath. And the, but then she's got like a fucking Mormon like dress, like with a with a collar up yeah, to her yeah. fucking chin. Very conservative. And I'm like, what the fuck are What's you wearing, going on Susan here? B. Anthony? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand. They start their dinner, and then um, this Mac guy comes, and the the boyfriend, the old man, he's like. Oh yeah, you can borrow my car because this Mac guy is gonna take the car out, take his take daughter, his daughter to the out movies. to a movie, and to go see Private Benjamin or <laughs> yes. something. And Marie is like, "But if he takes the car, well, then we won't have any way to leave." Oh, we won't need to leave. Yeah, what, look right into the camera and say that one more time, please. Right, audience, everybody, get that? We're trapped here. A lot of red herrings in this movie. Mac is a red herring. Well, okay, Mac's not the killer, so I'm going to throw that out there. But Mac's a red herring. Yeah, because the whole movie, I, I'll be honest, I was like, it's it's Mac or Otis. You didn't guess it? No, but it, it, when it happened, when we get the big reveal, I was like, oh, fuck. Of course I should have guessed that. I guessed it. Yeah. Winner. Nice. Well done. I did not. I was fooled. <laughs> um. But it wasn't, so it wasn't Otis either. So there's your red herring. Um, but anyway, so, and we know it's not Duck Dick because he died. <laughs> so, and now, we also know uh, it's not the, Robert because he was with other people, I think, when the deaths occurred. So it's like, it's not him either. But yeah, he, he wants to go for like a lover's walk with Marie. Like, oh, oh let's yeah. go take a stroll around the lake or something. Yeah. And so now it's Nikki and Shirley are left in the house. And this fucking scene? This is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. And it goes on for so long. She puts on a record. Yes. She puts on a record of like tango music. I don't know. What is it? It was bizarre. And then she's like doing a little seductive dance like for Nikki. She takes off off her fucking Susan B. Anthony dress. (laughs) And she's got the lingerie on, right? Yeah. And then she starts, she grabs this hat pin. Yes. Like um, this long like fucking Like a sewing needle and almost she, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like using that to like fucking seduce this Nikki. And Nikki's getting hard from it. Yeah. He seems really into it. It's like, I don't understand this guy. And they start fucking around, but they're doing like this little cat and mouse chasey chasey type fucking game in the yeah, house. She's, yeah. She's teasing him. But not, but not before she like paints him up with fucking makeup too. So he's got like. <laughs> eyeshadow on and lipstick and they're they're playing this fucking sexy time game yeah it was bizarre and then the, and then like the record starts over again they had like autoplay on their hi-fi system <laughs> this guy's got money yep <laughs> autoplay that top shit. of the line 
<laughs> but uh, they are doing this, and then all of a sudden, the killer comes in, and he grabs that fucking pin, and he shoves it right in Nikki's ear. Yeah. Going right to his fucking brain. That can't feel good. Twitching. Yeah, he's fish flopping. By the way, that actor who plays Nikki, his name was Christopher Alpert. He has passed away. Aww. He died young as well, but only a couple of years ago. He was in the show Mad Men, oh, which okay. I never really watched, but he was the dad of the main character of the Don Draper is his it? dad I think okay. so somebody's father I don't remember that show all that well I watched a, I watched it for like a few seasons and then I think I checked out yeah so he was on it in the beginning but what happened was uh, he got killed in an avalanche oh shit yeah it wow. wasn't like natural causes it wasn't anything like that it wasn't even like got hit by a fucking drunk driver it was a fucking hit avalanche snow. He, that's crazy yeah he fucking wow, died that sucks they had to write him off the show, I guess. Um, they said that he died in some plane accident hmm. that happened in like a famous plane crash that happened in the 60s. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Nuts. He's probably the best actor in the movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was sad when he got stabbed and fish flopped. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Shirley, meanwhile, the sister, she's still belly dancing around. Yeah, because she, yeah, she didn't see what happened to Nikki. Yeah, she finally does discover his body, and she goes running. Kind of. She goes down to the basement. Oh, let's talk about this basement. Oh, yes, yes, because we also get a a good wink at the camera moment in the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, so um, the old man goes down to the basement to, like, He goes down there to get a pair of gloves because somebody nailed a dead bat to the door. That's right. Like when they first arrived. He goes down to the basement and he's like, calls upstairs. He's like, "Hey, can you uh, can you turn the top light switch? I always forget that the top light switch is the one that turns the power on down here. Yeah, not the other light switch. Yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yes, I so, will hit the top light switch, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. She runs down to the basement and the killer's chasing after her. The killer grabs her and like, I mean. She does not not put up a fight. fight. No. That guy was flopping like a fish. She gets caught. She acts like a dead fish. She just lays there. (laughs) She sounds like Orson Welles when he's drinking (laughs) champagne. Oh, the French champagne. (laughs) The killer ties her up on a table saw. table saw, yeah. And he takes the plug to the table saw and plugs it into the uh, light switch. Yep. And then he goes and turns on the light, but he turns the wrong fucking light switch because he doesn't turn the top one. Yeah. Dope. So and she's, then he's all she's pissed off. for now. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, fuck you. And then he leaves. I'll come back and kill you later. Like, you yeah, stay, you I'm going to go put. find an extension cord. Yep. <laughs> what movie was that where they had the extension cord? Oh, that was that. Uh, that was that Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but. Yeah, the extension cord what scene that was pretty funny. It's the one where that guy leaves fucked up candy out for uh, trick or treaters. Candy corn. <laughs> he leaves out the candy for the bowl oh, of candy yes, corn. Yes, the very beginning. Yeah, something party, right? Killer party. I don't know. Maybe it was, it was something like that because the guy goes to that Halloween party. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> the guest of honor. And they're gonna unquote. kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was yeah. So now it's just Marie in the house, uh, basically, and then the killer then comes for her. No, not yet, because. Um, doesn't the old man dies 
he gets pushed oh, out of the window. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Because the old man comes in, he finds Nikki's dead body. He grabs a shotgun because he means business. Uh, and yeah. he's kind of well, looking around. He grabs around. a shotgun. He grabs like the longest rifle. Yeah, that's true. I've yeah, we're giving a shotgun. The, I think it's a rifle. I, I, it's a fucking I musket. Almost felt, <laughs> yeah, I almost felt like it was like one of those ones like in cartoons where it has like the trumpeted end. Yeah. <laughs> like an Elmer Fudd gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's up with those guns? Did those ever exist? I don't know. It's a fun. I don't know either, but you always see them on cartoons where they got like a trumpet on the end. And I'm like, I don't know if that would work. Maybe that's why they don't exist anymore. (laughs) That's that's your fucking second amendment right there. That's the kind of gun you can (laughs) fucking own. I need a trumpet gun to protect my family. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so the killer and Robert, they like have a little struggle. And uh, Robert just gets his fucking ass tossed out of a window. Tossed out of a window, lands on some fucking machinery, and like it all comes. He fucking dies like uh, Roy in yeah, Friday no, 13, uh, part, five. Five, part five. Yeah. <laughs> so he's dead. So now it's just Marie. Yeah. And the killer, and the killer sees her, and then just stops and sits down at the fucking dinner table. He's like, "You gonna eat that?" <laughs> Proceeds to take off his mask, <gasps> and it's. Greg, her ex-husband, that son of a bitch. Who's like a who's like a fucking senator? Yeah, I don't quite understand his motive, other than he's just an asshole, I guess. So he wanted to kill yeah. all of her friends and her. Okay, I guess so. I guess so, but it was weird. He's gonna kill her, but she runs, and then he goes chasing after her. There's a weird time leap here. Where it goes from, oh, like, God. they sit down at, and they're at night, like, they're talking at the dinner table. Then all of a sudden it's morning because that Mac guy is going to bring the car back. And they're still there. I was like, did they sit at that fucking table all night? <laughs> what did they talk about? Yes. Was it? What was the conversation? <laughs> maybe they just didn't talk. I mean, they, they, they just looked into each other's that... eyes. Or maybe they're like, you know, that was the best thing about our relationship that I really miss is we could just have great conversations and just talk all night. Yeah. And just lose yeah. ourselves in conversation. Yeah, and before you know it, it's, it's like, oh, 6 shit. o'clock in I, the I gotta morning. kill you now. Oh. <laughs> well, they end up going out to the barn, I guess, to see this fucking boat or something. I don't know. He grabs her and, like, takes her. She puts up zero struggle. No, zero struggle. She doesn't run or anything. Yeah, it's something with those sisters. They don't put up any struggle. Yeah, they're very lazy. But Mac comes over, and David's right. Mac comes over to drop the car off. He's looking through the house, and he sees, like, some shit's been tossed around, and he's calling out people's names and nobody's answering well he goes to the fucking basement entrance door and he <laughs> yeah, hits, hits that the, light switch he hits the top light switch and the woman was still alive downstairs yep but not anymore not anymore but but he doesn't hear it he doesn't hear her no, he just walks out of the he room he doesn't hear the table saw no apparently not no it's very hard of hearing <laughs> we should all say this mac guy he's got a thing for marie because they have a couple moments too that are really weird and in the, so in the version that you saw, there's like a, uh, was there a scene? So there was a part like where they're in a barn and she's like touching a cow's udders and getting all horny and stuff, like rubbing uh, this cow's yeah. little nipple. And then they kiss. Yeah. Is that all that happens? They just kiss? Because then she gets upset and she tries to run away and she hits him over the head with a lantern. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty much. That scene was so weird. It's like, you know what gets me really hot? Cow boobs. Udders. Jeez. Little cow titty. I remember I was watching an episode of uh, Reading Rainbow when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to watch that show all the time. And And LeVar Burton was like, you want to know one of my kinks? (laughs) Utters. (laughs) He was 
he was milking a cow like because he'd always do like these different adventures yeah. and he was milking a cow and he kept calling them teats and i was just like very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like i know that's what they're called but yeah it is a funny word i don't, I don't need Jordy laforge telling me about no. cow teats <laughs> teats <laughs> mac he finds nikki's dead body and he's he like finds oh, shit. all the dead bodies he grabs a machete it's like all right it's go time and he starts going after well he sees marie um and then he sees this dude who's chasing after marie i guess i don't know there's some other shit that happens but yeah. him and this dude start fighting and he's got a fucking machete and this and this greg guy has a stick it's like yeah you win dude <laughs> yeah and mac's a bigger guy like you should be able to take this guy down yeah. fairly easily but no nope Greg puts up a fight and then Mac picks up a chainsaw and we get like a little fucking Mandy like chainsaw battle going <laughs> yeah. on. Well, in the struggle, the chainsaw's still on and it's just laying down there. Yeah, because uh, Greg knees Mac in the balls. His one That's weakness right. That's right. is testicles. <laughs> well, Greg is like on top of Mac and he's like holding him down and he's like going to get him. That's when Otis comes. Yep. Now we're essentially back at the beginning of the movie. He picks up the chainsaw and he shoves it right in this fucking Greg's back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kills him. He's dead. And then he's walking with the chainsaw and Marie's screaming. And that's kind of what we see at the beginning. Right. So it's like, so did he end up killing Marie? We'll never know. Or was he just a hero? I don't think he did. I don't think so I think either. He was just a hero. Because then all of a sudden, like, happy bluegrass music plays. But he also branded that chick in that flashback, too. So Otis is not a good guy either. But wasn't that just a rumor? Yeah, maybe probably but regardless we'll never know. he goes he goes back and talks to his dead brother at the grave and then the movie ends yep and every time there was a freeze frame it happened at the beginning of the movie and and right here there yeah. was the number 1 appeared <laughs> oh Did i didn't notice that? that i didn't notice <laughs> um also i want to say that there was a lot of boom mics oh my god dude I, I was I eventually I was counting them for a while and then I ran out of fingers toes and penises to count all of the boom mics that were visible but I actually looked this up and apparently yes. yeah it, the movie was released in the wrong aspect ratio and it was supposed to be chopped so I guess I'll forgive them a little bit for that but if but when I was watching I was like dude is it fucking amateur hour or what like there's boom mics everywhere yeah so according to uh, the director David Paulson the photo laboratory had failed to reframe the aspect ratio. That sucks. And uh, he was pissed because I'll he bet. just see the boom mics everywhere. Uh, and then during the the Cannes Film Festival screening, him and his wife like put tape on the top and bottom edges of the film so they could um, of the camera, I guess, or yeah, the projector. So it would give him the correct aspect ratio. But you know what happened to me one time? I went and saw that movie Pleasantville mm-hmm. at the movie theater. And for some reason, when they were showing it, the aspect ratio was all fucked up. So everybody was, it was like four by three aspect ratio. Oh shit. Like fucking like a Instead TV. Of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was square. Oh, that sucks. And everybody was like kind of squat and weird, but you could see the boom mic in every shot. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? This movie really sucks. I mean, I know the aspect ratio is fucked up, but I can see the boom mic. But then when, when they fixed it, you couldn't see the boom mic. When I saw the thing recently, the uh, 40th anniversary screening, the aspect ratio was fucked up and like all these people were pissed about it. And then they fixed it like the next day. But like the version that I saw, it was, it was fucked up. 
Mick Garris went on Twitter and was I saw pissed. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Because I didn't quite notice it. Like when I saw it, I was like, something seems off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And then afterwards when I saw his tweet, I was like, oh, that's what it was. Speaking of the thing, you watched the Blu-ray mm-hmm. special uh, features oh, not yeah. that long ago. And you were telling me that there was a TV version of this movie that came out of The Thing. We're going to yeah. talk about The Thing right now, not <laughs> Savage Weekend, <laughs> but of The Thing. And there was something weird about that. Yeah. And it's so on the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray re- release, they actually have the whole movie. And it's like a TV version that I guess was originally shown. And I guess they don't show it anymore because I don't know if Carpenter or somebody got pissed. But they added all of these weird narrations about all of the different characters. So like the first time we see a character, like you get like a voiceover, like McCready, helicopter pilot, blah, 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 Dr. Kappa. And the, the guy's got an accent, Dr. Kappa. Uh, talk, and, but it was, <laughs> like, the thing that was interesting is you do learn a little bit more about what each character's actual role was there, but it's mm-hmm. fucking weird. And it makes you feel like you're watching like an old forties, like newsreel or something it was very strange i'm glad that they Didn't took you say it out john carpenter john carpenter got pissed i would imagine so i, I i'm not positive i can't remember the actual story but i, I would imagine oh, I he thought... caught wind and was like fuck this see i was telling my wife that and i showed her the clip that you had sent me and she goes oh i would have liked that and i'm like what it she sounds goes, yeah, so weird then you could have known you could have known everybody and what their jobs were there and i was like well, i guess but yeah don't, you don't need to know all that shit to enjoy the movie well, it made sense, like, now having seen it in both versions, there's, like, a part where, like, uh, they want to go up in the helicopter and they ask Norris about the weather. And he's like, oh, it should clear up or I don't know. He says something about the storm or the wind or whatever. And, it, and it's because, uh, or not Norris, I'm sorry, Bennings. Uh, and it turns mm-hmm. out Bennings is a meteorologist. It's like, oh, okay. But whatever. Yeah, I guess. And then there's another voiceover at the very end of the movie, too. That what does it like, say at the like, end? It's, I, I can't remember. But, like, uh, oh. some sort of, like, mystery. Like, oh. Watch out Did for the thing. Survive? <laughs> the next thing <laughs> could Tune be in next you. Week. <laughs> it wasn't that, but it was something something cheesy. They did that a lot with made for T or not made for TV movies, but movies that they change when they broadcast them on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it was done back then because there was only three networks. And so when they showed a movie on TV, it was on one of the networks and they only had a two hour time slot. And if the movie was long and they had to have commercials. Yeah. So you had to make cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make cuts and you have to change things to make things make more sense too. another John Carpenter film that they did that too was uh, Halloween two. They cut oh, yeah, some yeah. certain and things up yeah. out of that, but they added stuff back in. And like at the end of Halloween two, Jamie Lee Curtis rides away on the ambulance. I guess that's not a John Carpenter film, but John Carpenter adjacent um, at the end, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is riding away in the ambulance and then fucking what's his nut. The last starfighter up, comes right? popping up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he's alive. Yay. Cause in the, in the real cut of the movie, we never know what happens to him. Right. Savage weekend. See, this movie let's get back to something interesting. not interesting. <laughs> uh, I gave it half a head. I also gave it half a head. This movie sucked. <laughs> It was, it was so, so boring. Dumb. I just wrote, I just wrote dumb, dumb, dumb. The only thing I'll give it credit for, and this is maybe why it gets half a head, is that a lot of times in these old movies, like Prom Night was a movie we just discussed not that long ago where there's a masked killer. Terror Train actually kind of did this too, but mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden they're like, oh, it was that guy? Yeah. Huh. 
That kind of surprised. That was kind of surprising that it was the ex-husband. I mean, I I did guess it because, well, very intelligent. But um, a lot of times it would have been Otis, right? You know that that's who it would have been. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. Especially with how old the movie was, I was like, this is going to follow the basic formula. Like it's that guy. It's either him yeah. or Mac. Yeah. So I was surprised. Yeah. But other than that, this movie doesn't have much going for it. Yeah, it gets half ahead. Yeah. My only recommendation would be like, I mean, as an early slasher, it's more of a curiosity than like a must-see type thing. Yeah, and I don't know what where they get their fucking nuts to say that this is an early prototype for uh the slasher film because it just because it predates Halloween and Friday the 13th. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, was came out in '74. Like, come on now. <laughs> also predates <laughs> much better. That's what movie. my son said. My son goes, "Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out way before this one did," and I was like, mm, "He said, I love you, son.' A point. <laughs> you will get to stay in the family." <laughs> uh, if you've seen Savage Weekend and you have an opinion about it, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe your opinion. Maybe you think it's the greatest film ever. Maybe it's one of your favorites. Maybe there is a Shout Factory or fucking. <laughs> What's that one vinegar syndrome or whatever release of it on Blu-ray that you're like, this is the greatest movie ever. Why didn't you buy that Savage Weekend one sheet? (laughs) Maybe you got those kind of thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok. uh, Just search for us under The Swearwolves. On Instagram, we are The Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, You can go to The Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, There's our website, theswearwolves.com. Uh, you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I got a duck dick. I was gonna try to squeeze it out. Squeeze it out. Oh, shit yourself. Shit my pants.